0: Well, good morning and welcome to Hope City. For the first time in 14 weeks, can you believe it? I get to say, we welcome you, whether you are joining us digitally online or here physically in the building. Can somebody give a shout and a praise this morning? Man, a lot has changed over the last 14 weeks, no doubt. And so here at Hope City, some things have changed and we just wanna make you aware of a few changes that have happened here. If you're joining us online or even here in the building for the first time, you can find a digital connection card. It's on our website at HopeCityNC.com. It'll be there on our front page. And the reason that's important is because we know if you're new here, you may have questions and you want to connect with us. We want to connect with you too. So if you'll just take a couple moments to fill that card out, we would love to connect with you and answer any questions that you may have about Hope City. If you've been coming to Hope City for a while and generosity and tithing and obedience is a part of your life, and we really, really hope that it is, we want you to know about a couple of changes for here in person as far as giving goes. You can always give three different ways here at Hope City. You can give there online on the website, you can give on the app, the Church Center app, or today, if you're here physically in the building, as you exit the service today, you'll be able to give by one of the doors on your way out. And so I just wanted to make you aware of a couple of changes. Well, speaking of changes, man, these last 14 weeks, a lot has happened. And for me, I have thought about this very moment, literally every day for the last 14 weeks. And as the more I thought about it, I realized that this was a moment that needs to be filled with reverence because so much has changed. I feel like so many of us have seen or even experienced great loss of so many different things. But I think one of the things that we can all agree on is that we feel like we've lost what normal is. And as we approach this time of reopening our doors, I just begin to hear the Lord saying that I'm doing something new. That maybe if we've lost normal, it's because God wants to give us something new. And I'm totally okay with that. And so I wanna read this Psalm to you this morning. It's Psalm 118, starting in verse 19. It says this, Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. And I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. You see, whether you're gathering with us this morning digitally there in your living room from a computer screen or a cell phone, or you're right here physically in the building, you entered in through a door this morning. And you see, God has given us in his word a much better door because as excited as I am to be able to gather together with my friends here at Hope City again in the building, God has opened a door to us that we can enter into wherever we are every single day of the week. And it is his gate and it is his door. And so I wanna invite you this morning as we sing and as we worship together and as we listen to God's word, that you would enter in through the gate that God has in front of us this morning. And I can't think of a better way to do that than to start by singing. So I just wanna invite you to sing these words with me this morning, just to sing about the goodness of God this morning.
1: Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing Better than you There is nothing Nothing is better than you Won't you believe that this morning to sing Oh, there's nothing Better than you There is nothing Better than you Lord, there's nothing Nothing is better than you Sing and believe it. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There is nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Oh, there is nothing. Better than you, Lord, there's nothing. Better than you, Lord, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you, than you, Lord. Oh, there's nothing. Better than you, there is nothing. Better than you, Lord, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Nothing is better than you. There is nothing. Better than you. There is nothing. Nothing is better than you. One more time, we sing this out. There is nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you. There is nothing. Nothing is better than you. This is our fight my battles This is how This is our fight my battles This is our fight my battles This is our fight my trust you this more, that we trust you, we trust you this more. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. As I call
2: on
1: your name, as I call on your name, Jesus, as I call.
3: We're so glad that you're joining us here today, here at Hope City online, and we're thankful that we get to just be in God's presence, sharing his truth and his word. I know what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do today is going to challenge us both in the way we think and also the way we live out our life. I'm really excited about this. Today, we're actually kicking off a series called Normal, and we'll get to that in just a second. But next Sunday is Father's Day. It's a special day, and we want to celebrate all the dads in our lives. You know, this week I got to spend some time with my dad in an element, an environment that he and I spent a lot of time together in. And and the cameras were, were there, the microphones were there, and we just had some very candid conversations about being a dad and being a man and being a Christ follower. And I'm not going to spoil it, but there may or may not have been a shedding of a tear but I'll get to that next week. But guys, today we kick off this series called Normal. And I know normal's gotten a bad rap these days. There's people on both sides of the fence when it comes to normal. You have some people who are saying, I want everything to return to normal or when is life going to resume as normal? And then you have some people who are on the other side of this thing and they say, guys, what we've experienced through covid And the lessons that we've learned, we don't ever want to return to normal. But before we go diving into the word today, let's define for ourselves what the word normal means. It's a very simple definition. The, The dictionary defines the word normal as something conforming to a standard or a pattern. And so normal is not a bad thing. Normal is actually a very good way of life if we know who is setting the standard or pattern for our life. And it's probably a great question just to ask before we go any further today. You may even want to just pause it right here or spend some time later today Asking this question to yourself, who am I pattering my life after? Who is setting the standard for my life? It's a phenomenal question because every one of us need to be able to answer who is defining our normal. Today we're going to dive into the scriptures because as followers of Jesus, As people who have given our lives to Jesus, our Savior, he has set a normal life for us. The gospel message, the the New Testament especially, is chalked full of patterns and standards that Jesus lived out that you and I get to call normal as well. And so we're going to be diving into the scriptures and we're going to be looking at a few things that Jesus said before you and I. And if we think about it from a practical standpoint, we know that Jesus lived to be 33 years old. We know that he walked on mission, doing God's work for only three years. And that's not a long period of time. But his normal, his pattern, his standard was so impactful that you and I are finding all kinds of ways today to still talk about the normal Jesus life. 33 years old, only three years doing his life in a very small region. And John writes about it like this, and it's in John chapter 21, it's the 25th verse. He says this, listen, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would have been written. That's amazing. So how do you summarize or talk about Jesus' pattern or his standard of the normal Jesus life in like a 25-minute talk. Well, what we're going to do today is we're going to look at two standards or two patterns of the normal Jesus life that I want to challenge you today to apply because I truly believe applying these standard, this, this standard or this pattern is going to make an impact not only on your life, but I believe on the lives of other people around you. And so we're going to look at two things today, because I want you to know that the normal Jesus life, it is obtainable for you. You may have thought that it was something that was unattainable, that it was something far fetched, that only preachers live out or only the people who go to church every Sunday could live out. No, God gave us his son, Jesus, to show us a pattern that you and I get to form our standard of life around and so it's obtainable to you. If it wasn't obtainable, the Holy Spirit would not have inspired John to say words like this. And it comes from 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. He says, Whoever claims to live in Him, Him being Jesus, whoever claims to live in Jesus must walk as Jesus did. And that's a huge passage of Scripture. And so what I'm getting ready to cover here for just the next few minutes for every one of you listening it is obtainable and it is the normal Jesus life the first standard that he set for us is this he took time with those that most people overlooked you think about it Jesus only was in ministry for 3 years but never once as it recorded in the scriptures was he in a hurry Was he ever late? No, he still knew that he had time for every person that he interacted with. He gave some of the greatest love and grace and time to those people that just passed by. Those people who others would not even mention or look at. Jesus seemed to always be focusing on them. It really reminds me of my Papaw. I spent a lot of my childhood with my Papaw growing up and my younger days with him spending the night going to lunch and just doing things around the house with my Papaw. And there's stories of him that we still laugh about today because he passed away in 2000. But 20 years later, we still get a kick out of some of the stories because my papa had trouble breathing. He had emphysema, um, and in his later years, he, he couldn't sleep very well. He, um, he would oftentimes wake up early, early in the morning, three, four, five in the morning, and instead of just moving to the recliner or going to the couch until the sun came up, no, he, he would pop into his little Ford pickup truck, and he would drive on down the road And he would make his way to Main Street, and his destination was always Krispy Kreme. And I can probably see there, and I can even smell, he'd probably drive him down the street, and he'd light up one of his non-filtered camel cigarettes, and he'd smoke it as he drove down the road. But here's why I tell you this, is he wouldn't end up going to Krispy Kreme alone. No, oftentimes he would come back and tell us of a person that he picked up on the street in between his house and Krispy Kreme. And it didn't matter if they were white or brown or black. It didn't matter if they were young or old. My papa just loved people. And if they were wandering the streets early in those hours, he would stop and ask them, hey, I'm going to Krispy Kreme, do you want to go with me? And time after time, he told us stories of people that actually took him up on it. I guess his motto was, everybody needs a Krispy Kreme donut in the morning. But my Papaw was living out the normal Jesus life long before I even knew who Jesus really was. My Papaw, just like Jesus, he didn't care of their status. He didn't care of their reputation. My Papaw, just like Jesus, was basically putting his life on the line just to love on people and to share in an experience that they may otherwise not have. If you think about it in the scripture, Jesus was constantly, he was constantly going to have dinner with the sinners. He was constantly going to touch the lepers. He was going to speak to those who never got spoken to. The stories tell us that he told Zacchaeus He told Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house to eat. He told the woman at the well who no one else was going to talk to. He spoke to her and asked of something of her. He said, ma'am, will you give me something to drink? And we may ask ourselves, how did Jesus do this or why did Jesus do this? Because it was just a normal way of life for Jesus, but he had to see it somewhere first. And the scripture tells us that where he saw it first. And in John chapter 5, verse 19, listen to what Jesus says. He says this that the Son, being Jesus, can do nothing by himself, he can do only what he sees his Father doing. Because whatever God the Father does, the Son also does. And so I don't know how this works in the heavenly realm, but Jesus the Son, our Savior, who modeled a pattern and a standard for you and I, he saw his heavenly Father treating others this way. I don't know if that's messing a little bit with your theology, but Jesus himself said, I don't do anything that I do not see my father doing. And so Jesus had seen God treating others this way, and Jesus was just pattering his life after his father's. And you see, Jesus patterned in it for us as well. Not only for my papaw, just to love on people there on the street, but he's done it so that you and I will speak and love on those that others won't speak or love on. You and I get to pattern our normal life after Jesus's. If we're spending time truly in the presence of God, I mean, that's what we followers of Jesus do, right? We are being alerted the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and telling us that this day, this is how I want you to live out your Christian life. Guys, it's wonderful to know the scriptures. It's wonderful to be able to recall them and to quote them and to break them down. Yes, we have to be students of the word, but I believe before that, we have to be people who do the word. We know what God is saying to us. We hear his voice. We read his word. God is setting the pattern and he set it through his son, Jesus, that you and I get to do and live out the same life that Jesus did. So no more, no more, not another minute of you and I living out our Christian walk Not another minute should go by where we see a human being that needs love or a human being that needs respect or a human being that needs love and grace that you and I don't give it to them. That's what God has called us to do because everyone is deserving of Christ's love. Everyone is deserving of a smile, Everyone is deserving of our time. Everyone is deserving of our respect. That was the normal Jesus life. And so right now, God, we're saying, maybe more so than ever, God, when you move, we're going to move as well because that's what your son Jesus did. And God, when you say speak, we're going to speak and maybe more so than ever. God, when you say listen, God, we're going to stop and we're going to listen because everybody deserves to receive the love of your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus modeled that for us. He showed us that everyone, every person, every man and woman and child deserved to be noticed and to be loved on by Jesus. Church, it's time that you and I do the same. So the second standard that we're going to put into practice that we're going to implement because Jesus's life was always impacting others. The second part of the normal Jesus life is this. He always spoke life-giving words. I recently spent some time with my dad. I told you about that a little earlier. And I asked my dad this one question. And the question was this, hey dad, if you could go back to the very beginning of being a dad, what's one thing that you would do different? And guys, I'm gonna tell you, I'm going to remember where I was standing. I'm gonna remember his words forever. My dad, with emotion, and just being very genuine, he simply said this. He said, Scott, I would have been way more encouraging to you and your sister. Wow. You see, Jesus's life, his words always radiated power and life. The words that you and I speak, the words that you and I post, are making an impact whether we realize it or not. I've heard people say it this way, the words that come out of our mouth have weight. And the normal Jesus life, every day as he interacted with the kings and the peasants on the street, I truly believe because of what I read in scripture, Jesus constantly was speaking encouragement and life over everyone he encountered. It was the normal Jesus life. See, the scripture tells us this. It's in John chapter 12. And it's in verse 49. Listen to this. It says, for I, and this is Jesus saying this, for I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know that this, his command, leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. And I don't know about you, but that's convicting. Like I'm sitting here knowing that I was going to say this because God gave me this a while back to preach. But even here, this, when I'm sitting here recording this, guys, I'm convicted by that because I'm sitting here thinking in my mind, how many times am I saying something that is actually being or is originating in my flesh? How many times in a conversation do I say something that is not fueled by God, that is not given to me by God, but it's actually just because I wanted to say it? So I think it's like gut check time, church. For my brothers and sisters that call themselves Christians out there, it is definitely gut time. It is gut check time. I think it's one of those gut check times where if we claim to live in Him, we must walk as Jesus did. We must speak as Jesus did. Hey, if we're not hearing from the Father, maybe that means we shouldn't speak. You know, he wrote in James, the Holy Spirit inspired James to write these words. He said, hey guys, listen, be slow to speak. He said, be slow to speak, be slow to become angry, but be quick to listen. Maybe we need to heed that advice from James through the Holy Spirit today. If we're not hearing God's words Just like Jesus, not just speaking on his own. If God wasn't telling Jesus what to say, maybe Jesus didn't say it. Holy Spirit, would you convict us if we're speaking out of our flesh? Because the norm, the pattern, the standard that Jesus set was he spoke life. If you want to dig in here, maybe tear this apart a little bit, what you'll discover is that the people that he ripped into the most, if he did... He ripped into the religious. But to the people who were down and out, the untouchable and the unforgettable, the ones that needed love. Oh, he was constantly encouraging and speaking life to them. And so I heard my dad loud and clear the other day. He said, Scott, I would just speak more encouraging words to you and your sister. Hey, dads out there, right now would be a great time to implement that. Because encouraging words and encouraging environments, I guarantee you, will have a profound impact on your home, and your children, and your wife, and probably all the relationships around you. I love this. It comes from John chapter 8. You can turn there, right there from where you're at. John chapter 8, verse 28. It says this. I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. If you're watching this, I truly believe that we have been given an opportunity to learn if we're willing to listen and if we're willing to observe and then we're willing to act in obedience to God, I truly believe that we have a season of learning upon us. Learning the ways that Jesus lived out his life. Jesus lived a normal life. And it was a life that was patterned. And it was a standard given to you and I to live out as well. I know that the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus in our hearts and on our minds is the only thing that is going to make an impact on our community and our culture, not only this day, but I believe how we respond in this season is going to have a great impact on generations to come. If we just turn a deaf ear and do not listen To what God is saying, we will see and feel the repercussions of this probably for generations to come. And so I want to stop you right there before we just say, Oh, this is another message, this is just another Sunday morning. No, this is a message from the Lord. The life that He is calling us to live out is a normal one set by His Son Jesus. And I know this scripture has already been read one other time today, but I want to end our time with this. And it comes from Psalm 118. And if you're there and you have a Bible, I would say open it. If you're on your phone, I would say get on to Psalm 118. I know right here on the platform that you're watching it, there is a place where you can click scriptures or Bible. And I would encourage you to click it right now because I want you to see these words. And it comes from Psalm 118. I'm going to start in verse 19 reading again, because I believe there is an opportunity to live out this Jesus life. I believe at our doorstep today, there is the greatest opportunity for a awakening, a revival like we've never seen. And I'm not just throwing that word revival around. But I believe at our doorstep is the greatest awakening that I know in my lifetime has ever seen. It may be the greatest awakening that humanity has ever had. It is there on the doorstep wanting to come in. But at the same time, on the same doorstep, I believe there are great distractions competing for yours and my heart affection and attention. And you and I have the power given to us to choose as to who we allow to come into that door. You guys are smart and you're intelligent. You know what those distractions are. You know that they're great and that they're fighting for your attention. You and I have the choice of which we're going to partner with. We have a choice as to which we're going to pattern the rest of our life after. We get to pattern our life after Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, or we get to choose, are we going to pattern our life after the great distractions that are out there? The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 118, and it's in the 19th verse. It says, open for me the gates of righteousness. Some translations say, open for me the doors of righteousness. And I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This opportunity is on our doorstep, church. The great awakening is right here in front of our eyes. What you and I respond with is going to determine what I believe happens over the next several generations. The psalmist goes on and it says, this is the gate, the door of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. Church normal is not a bad thing. This is the normal Jesus life right here. You and I have the opportunity today to partner with God, his son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit who lived out a normal, pattern, standard way of life for us. It's up to us to what we choose. Let me speak to those of you who may have made it to the end of this. And you're sitting there today and you know that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. If that's you right now, I know that God has brought you to this point. He has led you here and he wants you to know that he loves you and that his son, Jesus Christ, gave his life for you so that everything that you have ever done, contrary to God, his son, Jesus died for. And today he is wanting you to surrender your life to his son, Jesus. If you wanna accept Jesus right now, you can just pray with me something like this. Hey God, I want to have your son Jesus as my savior. Today, this very second, I don't wanna let another moment go by that I delay giving my life to Jesus. And so right now, I lay down my life And I ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. God, thank you for your son, Jesus, because right now I am making him my savior. You may have said something like that. It may not have been anything like that. It doesn't matter. God knows your heart. But right now, where you are online, there's an opportunity for you to just click. It says, raise a hand. If you just accepted Jesus as your savior right now, would you just click on that button? We just want to celebrate with you. And if you did accept Jesus as your savior today, and you're wanting right now to pattern your life, to have the normal Jesus life as your way of life, could you just click on the connection card right there? It'll give you just a couple of things that we're wanting, your name, maybe an email address from you, because we want to celebrate and we want to partner in this, not only with God, but with you as well. Because we're excited about the days ahead. I'm excited about today. You and I have a pattern and a norm set before us that we get to go live out. That's not only going to affect you and I it's going to affect our cul-de-sacs, it's going to affect our streets, it's going to spill out into our community. And guys, listen, Jesus impacted lives. His normal way of life impacted everyone. And I truly believe the same is true for you and I. We're going to bump into people today that need to experience the love of Jesus And they're going to need to hear the encouraging, life-giving words of Jesus. And this is the amazing thing. God has chosen you to do that. He's chosen me to do that. In this together, we get to partner with God to make an impact everywhere we go. Guys, that's the normal Jesus life. And we are so blessed to be a part of that. So I'm thankful that you joined us today here Hope City online. I hope you have a phenomenal week and I hope God blows your mind with his goodness, not only today, but forever. God bless and we love you.